Snap goes high over the head of Big Ben, all the way back to the two, to the one, and the Browns have it in the end zone, and they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown! Not a bad start. It's the gleam, man. There's a gleam. He's going for Landry down by the end zone. A tumbling catch for a touchdown. Touchdown, Nick Chubb. Mayfield's got the snap. Looks right, throws right, end zone. Touchdown. Anybody, it's the same old Browns. You, it's not the same old Browns. This is different. Hey, everyone. Welcome in. This is not the same old Browns podcast. I am your host, Andy Lytle. And this is, holy shit, this is episode six. We're just flying by here. Um, Shout out to everyone uh, again, as always. Thanks to everyone for all the listens and feedback that I've received uh, on Twitter and social medias and alike. Uh, The Apple podcast reviews. Thank you, guys. Uh, If you are enjoying the podcast and you are listening on Apple podcast, uh, leave a five-star review. It definitely helps out the podcast. It'll help get the pod out to other uh, listeners like yourself that might enjoy this content and love the Browns like we do. Um, I actually got one five-star review here. It's from, I love this freaking username. <laughs> it's not a ginger, but a fan of them. All right. Yeah. I, I'm gingers are cool unless they're Brandon Whedon, but yeah, I I'm cool with gingers. They're people too. Um, the dude has a vision for this podcast and sees it through highly enjoyable personality and great interaction with the guests. Definitely, definitely worth the listen and it was titled already refreshing not a ginger but a fan of them i am a fan of you and i am a fan of all gingers thank you i appreciate it well brandon whedon eh, nice guy nice guy but didn't work out um but so if you guys ever wondering how you if you are enjoying the pod and you want to help out the podcast a little bit uh there's a couple ways one leave it leave us leave leave the show a five-star review definitely helps Um, and also, you know, if if you've got friends, family, uh, your sworn enemies that are Browns fans that you think that they would enjoy the show, share it with them. Uh, you know, share, send them the links like, Hey, check out this new Browns podcast that helps too. uh, help helps get it out. So, uh, shout out to everyone though. Seriously, it's been, uh, a lot of fun for me to get this podcast rolling. I'm very passionate about the Browns, obviously. So it's been nice to have an outlet to kind of um, express those feelings that I've had built up for so many years. And then also to have guests on from the Cleveland media, uh, you know, to kind of get to know them better. Cause that's kind of what the show has kind of morphed into. And that's kind of what I wanted it to be. Um, I want to have guests on where I, you know, ask them questions that maybe they might not hear on other podcasts or just get into topics and conversations about the Browns or even stuff outside of the Browns where you get to know them. To me, that's important. I want to get to know them too. So um, here we are, episode six. Uh, we have two guests on us uh, on the show today with us. Um, there are two buddies of mine, actually, and they I've been on each of their podcasts that they've had before, um, but they actually have teamed up to do a new Browns podcast called the top dogs podcast. I have Jackson McCurry and Alex Hale, both here with us today from the top dogs podcast. What's going on brothers. Much. On, Andy. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have you guys here. This is going to be a lot of fun. And guys, just so you know, we're kicking off 
it is for the rest of the month, y'all. It's going to be nothing but draft season. It's going to be everything Browns draft. So that that momentum into the draft starts with this episode today. We're going to talk a lot of stuff about what the Browns could do at 26. And then to kind of have a little fun, we're actually going to do Jack, Alex, and myself. We're going to team up and actually do a live mock draft for you guys uh, using the Draft Network website simulator. So that's going to be a shit ton of fun. <laughs> guys, I, I let's talk. A, let's get to know you two a little bit more because, Jack, I w- you, you, you have the Dogland podcast, which, I, which I've actually been on before. And Alex, you have you had the uh, after further yeah, review, after review yeah. podcast, which I've been on before. So you all you both had your separate podcast, and now you guys have joined forces per se to start the top dogs. How did that come about? Um, well, I'll start off on this. Uh, so it started with me wanting to retire after further review. I'd gotten tired of doing pretty much the same old shtick for so long and yeah. knowing. It wasn't working, not just for the audience that I had, but it wasn't working for me. More importantly, uh, I given up fighting the fight on the Indians. Uh, I was labeled an elitist, which <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> and you want to know what? I, I, I'm proud of it. Damn it. I, I, I'm a tribe elitist and I'm proud of it. Yeah. I, I, come at me on Twitter. I, I don't really give yeah. a crap anymore. Sure. And now I become now I become a Cavs hater because I'm trying to like look at the whole picture and trying to speak the truth. And it's like, you want to know what? That's not working anymore. Like no one wants to hear that. And I'm like the only left Brown. So I out feelers to a couple people. Uh, There was interest in terms of a coast because I don't do it alone either. Sure. Um, I had a co-host a long time ago. Uh, Shout my good friend, Pat Kozowski. Pat was great and everything. But it wasn't the dynamic I was looking for. And sure. Jack and I have been friends for about, what, now three years going on easily? Yeah, about three or four uh, years. Yeah, three to four years. And, you know, I floated the idea to Jack. I want to do a Browns podcast. And I did not think Jack would say he's in. And, you know, he's like, what is it going to be about? And we started talking and talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, and then I just said, oh, by the way, I have the perfect name. <laughs> And I said, you know, I, I'm a Top Gun fan. I actually sure. was watching Top Gun one day and I'm like feeling dangerous. Uh, wait, Top Gun. Has anyone has anyone done a Top Dogs pockets? Now, granted, uh, it's Hamford Dixon's nickname. Sure. So sure. I, I know people might get mad saying you're stealing his nickname. No. And, and I, in a way, maybe we are. But that was not the concept. For no, this. it came from Top Gun. Well, yeah, and, because yeah, your logo, ahead. your logo is yep. in the Top Gun font and in the spirit of Top Gun. So, yes, yes. And I actually made the logo for you guys. Yes, which is kind Andy of funny. did a great job. Thank you, man. I thought it came out good, too. I was proud of myself. That's definitely the most in-depth because I'm a novice when it comes to Photoshop stuff like that. Definitely. But I'm getting better. So I do it a lot for both of my podcasts and whatnot. So that's kind of where I've learned just self-taught yep. and YouTube tutorials. But, yeah, it came out good. And so you brought Jack in. And so Jack, you were like, hell yeah, dude, let's do this podcast. Cause you already got one. You already were doing one and you're busy. You're a writer. You, you know, you, you, you do a lot for the dog land. And uh, so what just, you were just like, screw it. Let's do another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, 
yeah, like you said, I do the Dogland podcast, been doing that for we're going on season five when the season starts later this year. But um sure. You know, I take that one I take serious. I do I give thorough analysis on, you know, give my honest opinion. When Alex came to me and said, Hey, I'm looking to do this podcast, is gonna be more of a fan based, you know, we'll make hot takes, this and that. I was like, that's good because it loosens me up. Because sure. like I take myself seriously on the Dogland podcast on Twitter with my analysis on the Browns and everything. And, you know, it's time it's times I like to take the gloves off and just have fun. And when yes. Alex came to me with the idea. I was like, damn, I'm all over this. Like, right. yeah, I do. Right. I do have the Dogland podcast, but I, I don't outside of my actual work. I have a lot of free time on my hands. So I said, why not jump into the pod wars again? <laughs> He's yeah, fighting himself now. <laughs> yeah, I see that. No, I, it, it's fun. Uh, it's funny because uh, it, it's cool. I'm glad you got to, that you wanted the reasons that you wanted to do this second one are like the same reasons I wanted to do a how I wanted to do the not same old Browns podcast. Same kind of thing where it's just more of a, you know, just more laid back and we could just let it rip and just friends bullshitting talking about the Browns and have some laughter with it so yeah i can i can i can honestly understand that so <laughs> yeah. It, yeah i mean it's a it's a lot of fun for me so far i mean we've only done three episodes but it's like yeah. i'm having a blast and yeah you I hope guys jack are... is I, I mean like i hope jack is but I, he's still coming back so i'm guessing he is yeah so i mean but, yeah you guys are as new as i am because almost because this is this is episode six for for this show so you guys have dropped three thus far. I'll be sure to put the, I'll be sure to put the links to your podcast in the uh, in the description, guys. If you want to check out the top dogs, um, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you guys are here because you guys, one, I, I, you know, you guys know your brown stuff, obviously, but two, you're friends of mine, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, while we're we're recording this on a Tuesday, um, this will drop on Wednesday. When you're listening to it, it will be Wednesday. Um, we might have a new edge rusher by tomorrow. Um, I, everything I'm hearing, um, it's all but a done deal. That's kind of what I'm hearing. That's kind of where everything is kind of pointing to with, and I'm of course talking about Jadavion Clowney, uh, free agent pass rusher who is coming in for a second meeting with the Browns tomorrow being Wednesday um, it was supposed to be on Monday, but I guess they had plane trouble. What, what's man, what airlines, man. Can't, can't Jimmy, where's the right? private yeah, jet, Jimmy? Yeah, the, you got like, that gasoline, buddy. Come on. <laughs> somebody text me and Monday they're in night. Tennessee. Yeah. Come on. Uh, somebody texts me Monday night and they're like, does Jimmy not send the private jet anymore? And I'm like, I guess not. I like, mean, maybe. <laughs> Well, that tells me that maybe the deal is going to be very team friendly if they weren't even offering to pick him up in a private jet. Man, I, I would Jim Davion even come here now? I mean, I, you should be saying, yo, send me that private jet. I was the number one overall pick. Damn it. Yeah. No, I, um, so as you guys know, I've been pounding the table and very for, for clowny for gosh, weeks now. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, I haven't, I've expressed this a little bit on the show in past episodes. Um, I think it's, it's definitely an upgrade. I, I feel it's definitely an upgrade, uh, especially if you throw in 
you know, Tack McKinley with it too. So you have essentially replaced Vernon, Olivier Vernon with, uh, in my opinion, when healthy Clowney's probably a better player. And you also had a decent situational pass pass rusher as well. So where are you guys at with Clowney? Uh, I'll start with you, Jack. Yeah, I'm all for it too. I mean, always kept Clowney in the back of my mind, just in case, you know, they didn't get a Carl Lawson or a, I forget the dude's name from the saints. Now, who was the other guy? Trey Hendricks. Trey Hendricks. Yeah. So if, if they didn't get either one of them, I was like, well, Cl- Clowney's out there. We knew they had interest in McKinley because they tried to claim him like 17 times last year <laughs> during the season and trade for him and trade for him. So yeah, I would agree. You get Clowney, you, you take out Olivier Vernon, you bring in Jadevian Clowney and tech McKinley and relatively for what Vernon cost last year, you're getting two guys and two yeah. effective guys. Cause yeah, what tech McKinley's 25 years old. Yes. Um, Jadevian Clowney just turned 28. Yes. These guys are ballers and you're lining them up opposite miles Garrett, our pass yeah. rush, our defensive front. You added Malik Jackson. You still have Sheldon Richardson. You have Jordan Elliott coming into year two. This is looking really nice for the Browns defensive line. And when you hear ESPN now saying, are the Browns a dark horse Super Bowl contender? Take the dark horse <laughs> out of it. The Browns are a legit Super Bowl contender now. Preach even, it, brother. Even if they don't add Clowney, I think the Browns are a Super Bowl Agreed. contender. Agreed. And, and and not you mentioned, like, they're also picking up two players in Clowney and McKinley that both have a lot to prove. Oh, they have sure. something to prove. Mm-hmm. I, mean, the, I mean, they're going to be playing for – another deal essentially i Mm -hmm. i mean we obviously we don't know yet for sure what this clowny deal is going to look like but i i think it's safe to say it's going to be a one two-year deal max uh something the way barry's been structuring barry and company have been structuring these contracts it's just it's just brilliant Where, where, where are you coming out on the clowny potential i don't not confirmed yet but potential clowny signing alex Uh, I like it. I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of is, well, you can cross off edge at 26, which to me is a huge plus because now it opens the door for so many possibilities in this draft in a draft that every day gets more and more unpredictable where the runs on corner edge and all that stuff are going to be to where now it's rumored that God Bateman could be falling. The 26, which I'm like, that's that's illegal. Like that guy is not Rashad Bateman. Not be a should not be there at 26. But now people are saying no. Actually, for me, it's like okay, you want to what? Bring them in. Uh, Clowney and Tack McKinley is a good rotation there to take the pressure off of them both. To not ask them to just be the guy opposite Miles Garrett by themselves. It's like, oh, we got Tech McKinley. Oh, we've got uh, Jadavion Clowney. Oh, by the way, we got Porter Gustin, who had flashes last year, yeah. too. Let's not forget about Porter Gustin. And it still doesn't rule out the Browns aren't going to look at an edge rusher no. in the second, third Definitely round not. and just add Definitely on not. there. Yeah. And have you know this rotation of guys. And oh, by the way, we mentioned on, on our podcast, Malik Jackson is a guy who can swing out and play on the edge a little bit in a four, three, Yeah, not to say he's reliable there, but he's a guy you can put on the edge if needed and be effective. Sure. So the Browns now have options on that defensive front. When last year you had 
only a handful and it was more like very true where are these guys like it's more like guessing okay what is porter gustin right what's jordan elliott gonna be it's more like throwing darts at the wall seeing if they stick now it's like you have these proven pieces lined up and it's like just pick and choose who you want on yeah. each down and good luck blocking them you guys oh so yeah i love it and and i could see in uh in sit in certain situations like maybe like third down specifically you could kick in Clowney and you could kick Clowney inside mm-hmm. and ha- and then you got McKin- McKin- uh, McKinney tack on the edge. So yep. that's the flexibility. I think that's one thing that a lot of Browns fans are missing, because I will say, I think majority of Browns fans are on board with Clowney, but there is a faction of Browns fans that are not. Um, and, you know, some of their There's- they're still salty. He rejected us last year. Okay. I was just about to say, <laughs> and they have some legitimate concerns. That is not one of them. Listen, I, he, he wanted to go to Tennessee. He, he, the world doesn't evolve around our favorite football team. I think fans fail to realize people got families. They've got friends in certain areas. I mean, dude, I, I don't know. I don't even know if J- Jadavian Clowney has, has a family or married. I'm not sure, but even if, I'm sure it, he went to South Carolina, right? Well, so. dude, yeah. So I mean, it's like, dude, a lot of these times, these decisions that these players make, where they decide to sign in, like a free agent, as in free agency, it, that's a big part of it. Is what their what their wife and their kids want to do. Hello, they don't yep. give a shit because you're they didn't go to your favorite football team, Paul and Paul in Westlake or wherever the <laughs> fuck you are. Like Jesus Christ. No one, no one gives a shit. I'm sorry. They have more. I don't know if I fully trust people from Westlake. I don't know. That's where the Paul brothers are from. (laughs) You have more, you have more things to worry about. So, but I, you're right. Uh, You're right about that though, Jack. But if you can tell it pisses me off, but but But, here's another thing though, about that a year ago, this time, well, let's say it was last summer when the clowny rumors were, the perception of the Browns was still not good. No, like the perception changed during the 2020 season. Absolutely. Clowney was probably thinking, well, this is still kind of a dumpster fire organization. I just don't know if I'm ready to commit myself. And Rappaport said on the Pat McAfee show, I think it was Monday, the Browns offered three years and 57 million to Clowney last summer. And he turned that down to go play in Tennessee for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't fault him because Tennessee were on their way up. They were in the AFC title game. The Browns just fired their, 21st head coach since 99 or whatever and like the perception was still bad so things have obviously changed and the browns are being aggressive and saying clowny we want you here sure come join us you are the missing piece potentially to us getting to the super bowl or the afc title game right and and really the only legitimate concerns with clowny are that i think some fans have are in his his injury passed but I, i tweeted something the other day uh, someone asked, "What's the what's the chances that he plays six or seven games at least?" And I quote tweeted it with from the not same Browns on Twitter, eighty five percent to be exact, because he has played in at least eight games in six of seven seasons, and has played in thirteen, at least thirteen games in five of his seven seasons. It was really just his rookie year, where he only played four games. We had he, I think he tore his ACL that year, if yep. I remember correctly. Yeah, it was was some kind of knee injury. Yeah, some kind of knee injury. And then he got hurt this past year and only played eight games. That's really the only time he's missed significant time. So, you know, so I I get the injury concerns, but 
man, it's it, it's a boomer bust deal. It's not like you're. I'll be stunned if they're committing anything near what they offered last year. I I I will be absolutely floored if that was no, the case. He, yeah, of course he'd be signed by now if he was going to be getting yep. deals like that. So yeah. you know. So and then the other concern is that he has a reputation, fair or foul. I don't watch him enough. I don't know. I just know what I read and what I hear people say is that he sometimes take, takes plays off and plays when he wants to. Um, do you guys add anything to that of, of, of that concern? Yeah, not really. I no. mean, yeah, there are a lot of players in this league <laughs> that take plays off. I mean, yeah. the, again, the nice thing is, is that he's in a rotation of guys that yes. he doesn't have to be that guy anymore. Yes. So guess what? He will get plays off to begin with. Yes. And I know people will also point at zero sacks last year. Oh, and, 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 and in the same goes for the Jason OA, uh, the argument. I say this in terms of J Jadavion Clowney, he's one of the better run defenders. Yes. In the absolutely, Vernon was solid against the run last year. On top of being a good pass rusher, the Browns just need guys that can set the edge and put pressure on not just the quarterback, but on the O line itself. Yes, and that's what he does. He's always done. I mean, like we should have known he's a great run defender. Do we need to replay that game against Michigan over and over again? That one hit. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want that on your team. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say that sack sacks are an overrated stat, but I'm going to say sacks are an overrated stat to a certain extent. Uh, it doesn't Here's Here's why I say that. And there, I know there's going to be some people listening going, what the fuck is he talking about? Let me explain to you. Stat sacks show up in the scorecard. Okay. In the box score, there are other factors that go into an edge rusher that don't show up in the box score pressures being one of them. And that's I something have you, I have those numbers up right now too. Dude, throw me, throw me some of Clowney's pressure percentage stats right now. I don't have the pressure percentage yeah, but, stats, but, but the, I have PFF up 20, take 2014 out 2015, 30 pressures, 2016, 49, 2017 64 2018 59 2019 with the Seahawks he had 48 and last year and I think he played 10 games 28 pressures Jesus the dude you you, you guys don't want the quarterback he just can't finish the job no I mean it's and that's okay yeah because at the end of the day there's some plays where even though you didn't get all the way home and you don't you didn't didn't record the sack you got the pressure and forced the quarterback to throw an interception. Now that doesn't show up in the in the score scorebook. It doesn't. But what would you rather have? The the ten yard sack or the pick sit possible pick six, like the talkie talkie pick uh, pick six off Wentz last year, right? Yes, I, I think it was Denzel Ward who, who who blitzed off the edge. I'm pretty sure you were you were listening to episode two of the Top Dogs, weren't you? Possibly. Well, I had this. I had the same conference. Conver- we literally talked about it. Yeah, and I had this conversation with 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 Caitlin Marshall on Crunch Time with Caitlin last week. And when I went on her podcast, shout out Kay, and like that's just a prime example of what pressures do. But you don't, you know, you don't think of it that way. You just think, oh gosh. He, you know, he's got to be a 15 sack a year monster. No, he's just got to, he's going to come here. He's going to stuff the run. 
and he's going to set the edge, which is very important. You you want backup quarterbacks running for 15 yards for a first for an inch away from a first down to knock you out of the playoffs again? Then by all means. No. But he's going to make plays like that that just don't show up in the scorecard. And, well, and you know, oh, go ahead, Jack. To go compare ahead, him to Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett's four years in terms of pressures: 37, 67, 49, and 63. There you go. So there you go. And you, you know, know, and you know, and you know who's most terrified of this signing? Lamar Jackson. Of course, because he knows now of more course. than ever he has to run for his life against the Browns defense. And yep. yes, Lamar Jackson is the fastest quarterback I've ever seen. Sure. But that still doesn't it, it, that doesn't mean anything. It means now he has no time in the pocket to break down the play. Right. And that's going to change things for when we play against the Ravens when we did struggle against them. Yes. So now you have that piece that can add more pressure on top of what Sheldon Richardson Miles Garrett and others offer. Oh, yeah. And now you've just got this D line all figured out. And now it's about getting your secondary all ready to go. Yep, absolutely. And what's, and it, I'll say this too I, I'm just, I think people are, are underselling or just underrating the fact that what, how much better Jadavion Clowney would be and I think will be playing on the other side of miles Garrett. I, I can't, I can't say that enough and not to mention it's going to help out miles too. A yes. ton. So I, 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 again, this is going to drop on Wednesday. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, he's a Cleveland Brown, that being Jadavion Clowney. Cause uh, it sounds everything. I think we're all hearing it's pointing that direction. I think a lot, even the, the listeners, what you see on Twitter, it's all over Twitter. It's all over social media. Uh, people are talking about it. It's it, there's a lot of buzz right now that that's going to happen. So hopefully, I, I think he's flying in it right as we're recording because uh, yeah, Browns by Brad put yep. a little airplane gift. So I think he's oh, on his so way. that's the plane flying over there my house go. right now. There Hi, you go. Sign here. I'm surprised no one's plane doing. I have found the plane tracker the way that yeah. we did for Dan Gilbert. <laughs> Cleveland Twitter, I am very disappointed in you right now. Greatest thing ever. That was the greatest thing ever. Well, let's say uh, (laughs) that was was a lot of fun that day. That was. (laughs) That was. All right. What's actually, uh, Alex, you said building the secondary. Um, After, Mm -hmm. you know, after we signed Clowney, you know, you've pretty much got the defensive line solidified. I still think you need to draft some another edge guy because, yeah, because I got to think Clowney's only going to be a one year deal. And not to mention McKinley's yeah. also in a one-year deal. So you're going to have to draft a guy to plan for next offseason. So, yep. um, but with that being said, I agree with you. Uh, it's time to solidify that secondary completely. And for me, it starts with outside corner. And I even yep. think they need two more outside corners. You're not wrong. So with 26, who are some realistic corners or even just players in general that I know because you do a lot of mock drafts. Uh, yep. Alex, you write a lot. Of, let me be more specific. You write a lot of mock drafts yes, for do. the dog. I'm land. crazy. <laughs> so, um, I mean, who, who? now that we have, now that it seems like Clowney is going to be a Cleveland Brown, who are some players we should be targeting and be inspecting at 26? 
So I know a lot of people today have been talking about Greg Newsome. I kind of got some bad news. He ain't going to make it to 26. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're asking me realistic. Sure. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think Horn's going to be there. Sertan's not going to be there. Caleb Farley might, but I am not a fan. I, 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 there are too many different injuries for me. He's torn up his knee. He now has the back problems. There's too many red flags. There's Am too many I wrong? Problems. Or three, four months ago, he was the number one corner in this draft. He was. He was, right? He was. And, yeah. and we and we all dismissed the back problem. Sure. And then he had surgery on it. So now we start looking at it a little bit more. And now it's like, okay, now he's had knee surgery. Now he's had back surgery. Right. Is he really okay? So do I think he'll be there? Possibly. Do the Browns take him? I actually pulled up Dame Brugler's uh, big board. I actually have it in front of me. Uh, a great point. I, I'm trying to think. I think it was Stephen uh, Thomas that pointed out the age factor. Caleb Farley does not match the Browns' uh, prototype. Right. He's actually on the older side. Is so he 23? Is he almost 23? Yes. Okay. So you yeah. can cross him off already. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. analytics right there. Yeah. I mean, the- mostly. Yeah. In common if you're sense. Ta- <laughs> if you're talking about the analytics, uh, darling, let me pull them up from the big board here. From an analytics standpoint only, it's Kelvin Joseph, but he's a second-round pick. And as Jack dove into our show uh, this past week, uh, there are some character issues there. Yeah. And there, there are some red flags there. And knowing this Brown staff, no way. That's not going to happen. So it leads me to, honestly, one name at 26 if you're looking outside corner. It's Asante Samuel Jr. Yes. That's the one guy that I keep coming back to as a corner. Yes. Melifamu is in play. Athletically speaking, he checks off everything. He has size. He does. And he checks off everything the Browns want. And I think he's in play. I think I just keep coming back to, if you want a true outside corner who can be a shutdown. It's Asante Samuel Jr. Sure. And he was one of the best in terms of uh, QB ratings against them. I think he was the best in college football of QB rating against him. Yes. Last year of all the corners. So again, he shows that he can be potentially even a number one corner. Yeah. You put him opposite, you know, Denzel Ward. My goodness. The Browns are going to have two shutdown corners and three really good safeties. Yes. Like Joe Woods is going to be doing cartwheels on draft day if that were to happen. Yeah, I I, I like Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, he's got a tenacious pedigree, that's for sure. His dad was a hell yep. of a player. Um, and from what I've been reading, and I think it was from the from the Beast, uh, the great Dane Brugler of The Athletic, who if you guys yep. aren't following Dane Brugler on Twitter, holy shit. Yeah, uh, follow that dude. Follow he is, him. He is the draft with I mean, the guy is just incredible what he does. The I he does. strive to be Dave. <laughs> I think we all do. I just I but um one thing that I I did read that it seems that Asante Samuel Jr. is not only uh projected to be a really solid outside corner, he's a player that can bring that's versatile, that can that you that Woods could move him around on the field. Uh, throughout a game, uh, he can line yep, up. He's, he's com- more than comfortable lining up in the slot. Um, so I'd like that about his game that he's versatile and he's got the pedigree. And you know, I think I think a lot of people go, "Ah, eh, who cares that his dad played?" I, you know, I probably think it that matters. Shit, I think that shit matters more than most. I really do. Um, it, it, 
if where, anything, Andy, mental, Andy, mental preparation, for God's sake. Andy, where did Asante Samuel play again? Yeah. Who did he play under? What coach? Yeah, there you hmm. go. There you go. They, I mean, if you're going to learn about discipline growing up from anyone, sure. I mean, Bill Belichick? Yeah, I know. Just saying. I, I'm with you. So, Jack, uh, who's who's uh, who's some players that you uh, – now with Clowney looking like Clowney's in the mix – who are you looking at at 26, man? Go definitely look, definitely looking at the corners. Uh, yep. JC Horn would be the dream, but yeah, I, I just don't see him getting there. Sure. Um, definitely love Asante Samuel Jr. Um, in terms of overall players, you know, you would still look at an edge. I mean, if he's there on the mm-hmm. board, I would think uh, Joe Tryon's a guy that we've talked about on the top dogs. Sure. Um, you know, Jalen Phillips, obviously. Yes. I'm still of the camp. If Trevon Morig, the safety out of TCU is there, I would race to the podium to get yeah. him because Ronnie Harrison is going to be a free agent after this year. True. You don't know what you're getting out of Delpit. Um, yeah. So Morig would be a guy I would consider. And then, oh, the there's without, without a doubt. Sorry, but without a doubt, no, you're good. they're going to draft a safety this draft at some point. They have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they have, have to. to. You were going to say, uh, what was and the there are too many good ones. What was the next thought, Jack? For a, oh, a wide receivers, Rashad yeah. Bateman. I mean, yeah. and I mean, everybody's like, do we need, are we really going to draft a wide receiver? I talked about it on Saturday with Alex. Last year, they were considering CD Lamb at 10. Yeah. So, and they already, they had Beckham, they had Landry, they had Higgins. They're not afraid to take a wide receiver. No. And we know that sacrifices are going to have to be made down the line. Yeah. We're going to have to replace those potential sacrifices down the road. So yep. I think wide receivers definitely in play. If it's Bateman, it could be somebody else, but obviously Bateman would be a solid addition to the Browns wide receiver room. Man, I, that would, I would be happy. I would be okay with they if they took Bateman, I would be okay. I've loved Bateman since last year. I would so. be more than okay with it. I can't, like I, if you had asked me, you know, six months ago, would I be shocked if the Browns drafted a wide receiver in the first round of next year's draft? I would have said yes. Um, but I, looking back on it, I shouldn't be. Um, it's there's a lot, you know, they have thirty million going between two players right now. Um, I'm and one's hoping, in the trade rumors again. Yeah, one's in the trade rumors. That being OBJ, um, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful with Jarvis that next season or before next season or whenever at some place in the next year that they can restructure his deal a little bit. Um, that would be nice. Yep. I'd be open to that. And I think even the Jarvis Landry haters would be, would be open to that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just want to get this draft rolling. I, I can't th- this constant doing these mock drafts on my phone and reading. <laughs> I've been reading the beast for like almost a week now. And I, I, I can't deal with it, man. Like it's got to get here soon. And that's why today we are going to do a live mock draft here. This is going to be fun. So guys, here's how I want to do this. I'm okay. going to, I I have, I have the premium account with draft network, so we can do trades. We can move up for trades. We can move Ooh. back for trades. However Ooh. you want to do it. And before we go, before we move on to it, that's the last question I want to ask both of you. What's more likely a, a trade up from one or a trade down from one or 26, their first round pick, I should say. Trade down, trade down. I would say trade down, yeah. but if we're trading down, we're trading for 2022 picks because yeah, we already course. have nine picks this year. Yeah. So, and I, I, mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to use those, but if say a JC horn, 
somehow starts falling. People like, think he could go like top 10. If he were to fall into the late teens yeah, 18. and he is the apple of Andrew Barry's eye and Joe Woods' eye, I would not go be shocked if they go, go, yeah, go <laughs> get him. I will be at Brown Stadium literally yelling, go get <laughs> I will literally, I will literally find my way into the, into the green room and I will take a Brown tat and say, you are putting this on. You are Cleveland Brown. You've been the one I want and you're the one I'm going to get. Now get on that stage and get your Brown jersey. I, I need Jimmy to go in and be like, boys, go get me horn. <laughs> go get me horn, boys. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um... And tear up the sleep. <laughs> Yeah. I think another player that I could see them trading up for, and honestly, they probably wouldn't have to. I don't think they're going to have to move up too many spots, maybe four, three to six spots, maybe. And that's Newsom. I, Greg Newsom is, is another player, I think. So if they really like him and they're super high on him. So and I'm one- hearing they are. By the way. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, no. He checks off every single box that yeah. they're looking for. Smart athletic long uh he has had knee injuries in the past so be wary of that but it looks like he's recovered uh i I think he ran what a four three five forty at his pro day which i'm like a northwestern kid did that okay cool my penis Uh, just moved when you said that (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyways when just a little but it moved when i watched him though like this guy is sticky like that, it's one of those things where you call corners sticky. It's like he just sticks to a wide receiver. Sure. And that's kind of what you want the guy opposite Denzel Ward to be. Absolutely. Because it means your corners on him and all your safeties have to do is cover and fill in where they need to go. Right. If you can get those two positions filled and Greg Newsome checks off medically, I wouldn't mind getting them. I, I, I personally, in the way, and I'm going to kind of spoil Mach 4.0 for everyone. Right now, I have him going 16 to the Cardinals. I'm Ooh. going all the way to 16, meaning wow. Sertan and Horn are already gone by then. Sure. So it is absolutely insane. And I will say, this draft in particular has been the toughest draft for me to ever write Mach no kidding. for. Because it... it, it there are so many needs, but yet like the edge rushers in particular, there is no consensus one Jalen Phillips concussion issues. Uh, it, Gregory Rousseau, is he outside or inside? Uh, Kui Pai, he, is he athletic enough? I mean, there are right. so many questions. Jason Owa. I mean, he's uber athletic, but he has no, yeah, he's, he's the one that I hear from Texas, right? Is he from Texas Penn State. or Penn state? Am I You're bad? talking about uh, Joseph o- Osai. Osai, yeah, I, I keep getting I keep getting those two mixed up and it's driving it's me okay. nuts. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. I, I keep getting those two mixed up. But the one from Texas, Osai, right? Yeah, Osai. Oh, yes. He's the one that's super uber raw, right? Uh no, that's Owe. Okay, that's, that's okay. Owa. That's See, Owa. I get I get they have like oh my Osai, god, the games are Osai, too similar. They're both edge rushers, and I can't Osai, Osai is actually pretty good. He's just I mean, he's athletic, but he's sure. not uber athletic. And I think that's the small knock on him, which I think that's a stupid knock when I, I hear you. that. I like Tro- Joe Tryon better. Sure. But Osai's been a leader of that Texas defense for the past couple of years and was once considered a top 15 prospect in this draft. You know, yes. if we did mock drafts day one after last year, 
Osai was right there oh, wow. in that top 15. So, I mean, he's good. I wouldn't mind him, but I don't think they're going to look for edge at 26 anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it all depends. I, I but yeah, I tend to agree. So we're going to, we're going to try to do this mock draft guys. We hope, I hope it goes smooth and I'm going to try. And I know every, all the listeners, you can't see it obviously. Um, so I'm going to, you know, we're going to go slow with it a little bit. I'm going to yell out some names that are still on the board. We're going to discuss names that are still on the board and try to figure out which direction we want to go. Now, can you two, Alex and Jack, see the screen up and everything? Yes, can, I can. You yes, can sir. see it. Okay. So I'm going to press start on this. Now, where's this i got to i'm gonna have to where do i pause oh i think that's blocking it. you haven't hit start the draft yet so yeah it's oh wait i can move this there we go okay yeah. i want to move this over here okay. the commissioner the commissioner is not uh stepped up to the podium the booze have not begun yet now guys pay attention <laughs> i got it on normal mode i probably should have put it on slow but this the, the draft network goes slower than most anyway so if there, if, as we get through here, you know, if, if there's still some names on the board, you know, I'll pause it. If we want to like, you know, move up for J for, for JC Horn, we want to move up for Newsom, something it's all in play here. So let's have some fun with all this. Right. Hope you guys enjoy this where this is going to be, be insanity. This is going to be interesting. So we're going to start. Let's see. What do we got? Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence one, Zach, Zach Wilson, Fields, Fields, Fields okay, Sewell. Sewell. Slater, Slater pits at six. They're going. There goes Sertain. There goes Horn. Jalen Phillips is still there. Oh God, I was just about to pause it. There goes Newsom. The fucking. I told y'all. I Damn told y'all. Damn it. So Mac Jones went fifteen to New England. Greg Newsom the second just went sixteenth to Arizona. I was just about to pause it at fifteen to see if we wanted to trade up, but I don't think, I don't think a trade ups in the cards right now. I don't know. Nope. Nope. I'm not moving up eight spots. No way. No, there's just, I, I think we kind of just got to roll. Devonte Smith is still on the board in this. Yep. Yep. Devonte wow. is still on the board. Okay. He's, he's got to go to the Raiders right here. This is a Raiders pick. Michael. Oh. He went to oh, the Dolphins. They, wow. The Dolphins got Pitts Ooh, and the, Smith. Caleb Farley went 21st. Oh, we got a trade coming in. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, 30 and a 6 for 20. Ew. No. no. So, no. so, guys, we have a trade coming in, trade offer coming in. The Buffalo, Buffalo Bills are offering us pick number 30 and their sixth round pick for our 26 pick. Uh, no. Uh, no, got... I'll, I'll hang up the phone. I'll put that uh, offer yeah. through a table. No. Get the tables. No, absolutely not. We're declining this. I don't even want to counter. What kind of fucking bullshit offer is that? Get out of here, <laughs> who's, Buffalo. Who's the Bills GM? They need hey, to get out of here. Okay, we have then... another offer. Uh, hmm. We we have an offer from the Broncos. And... I don't want to help John Elway. I, I don't want to help John Elway, but like if it was a future pick involved, we could try countering here. We could so, counter, yeah. So the we Bronco counter, <laughs> yeah. They're can offering... we see who's on the? Can we see who's on the board at all, though? Yes, I can. I can hide this one second. So I just want to announce this real quick. So right now we have a trade offer from the Broncos uh, for pick forty in the second round. 
their fourth round pick at 114 and their fifth round pick at 152 for just pick 126. It's not a terrible offer. It's not a great offer. It's not great either. But again, this comes back to if the Browns are going to trade down in this draft, which I, I'm just getting Browns fans prepared. I think it's, there's a pretty good possibility. Oh, there's a good chance. There's a very good chance. I I agree with you guys. It's going to be for 2022 picks. Like I have a sweet spot with the giants at 42 where I think they could trade down and get the giants, you know, second round next year and maybe even the another reason, pick. So the reason why I actually would like to counter offer this, if there's no one on the board is I'll bet against the Broncos this year, you're going up against Justin Herbert, Derek sure, Carr, sure. and Pat Mahomes. Like if anything, they're going to be six and 10. Let, if let, Drew Locke, isn't the guy. Let's take a look at okay, the players. See. So we've got Ooh. all, all GR, Aziz is still on the board. The pass rusher you got. Is it pay or pay? I've been calling him pay. Quitty? Quitty I've said, I've called him pie. Yeah. Quitty pay, quitty pie from Michigan, the edge rusher. Uh, Zavin Collins, which is uh, a lot of national guys have him linked to the Browns, the linebacker out of Tulsa. Um, Christian Barmore. uh, Dark horse for 26. Inside defensive lineman from Alabama. Pretty much consensus top D tackle in the draft. Um, I think D tackle is a bigger need than most because I'm playing ahead for next year. Uh, you've got mm-hmm. Richardson, Billings, uh, and Malik Jackson all coming off the books next year as it stands right now. So, you know, they're all on one-year deals, essentially. Um, Barmore, for me, is a possibility here. Um, oh, yeah, very much. Very much. Uh, Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. I know I a lot him. of people are I high him on too. him. A lot of people are high on him. Uh, Jim. J- Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis. I Kentucky, really, really like him. Kentucky out of line, uh, a linebacker out of Kentucky. Uh, his pro day was off the charts. This guy is skyrocketing up boards. I know a lot of Browns fans who want a linebacker would love him. Um, yeah, this is um, it's an you- interesting spot. Yeah. Matt, Miller, Matt Miller did say today that. Um, in his scouting notebook that Zayvon Collins and Davis are in consideration for the Browns. Yes. So Davis would make sense because I think he could be almost like a JOK. Yes. Uh, with his athletic ability to be like a safety linebacker hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fits, he fits that bill perfectly. Sure. So at this point, I mean, I still am intrigued by the trade because I'm looking at this board. Let's I go- see. I see uh, Elijah Moore. I see Tony. The only player that right now, if I'm picking, I'm taking Barmore and I'm not looking back. I tend explosive. I, I actually agree, Alex. If I'm, if I were to make a pick here, it would be Christian Barmore from Alabama defensive tackle. Yes. Jack, where are you at? uh, Just like you guys, Barmore would be the pick if we stayed, but I'm open to a trade down. All right. Let's um, let's see. Um, build your offer. So we have the Browns, Pick the Broncos ready to go. Yeah, yeah. The, there we go. It's great. Oh. Out. oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's why. Uh, okay. We move this again. There we go. Okay. So yeah. we get, I like 40. 
We got to get 40, obviously. And, but, but uh, for me, guys, I, I, I mean, that's, I don't really want any more picks unless they, right. uh, from 2021. I really so don't. So, what I'm thinking is we try to get 40 and they're two next year. If you could walk away with uh, two twos for, it, 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 with a team that's going to probably finish dead last in the AFC West. Look at look at the offer acceptance. Wow, that's unlikely. Wow, very unlikely. Try their what, try their twenty twenty two third. Yeah, that's that's see to me that's I would not be enough. okay with that. You, now you really? Would want more? I would definitely want more. What if they I, threw I, in I mean, like a five or a four? A five, a five or a four this year. Like their original offer was two, four, and a five. So if we go back to twenty twenty one, ask for a four yeah you know, i could i could live with a four instead of yeah i mean you're walking away oh wait did we lose that okay so they're they are willing it looks like they are willing to give nope they're not um what if what about their future four you get their future th- whoops, three and four sorry i keep year. clicking the wrong thing very unlikely. unlikely. Wow. 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 That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I think we should move on from this trade. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. I think I, I don't, I, 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 yeah. I'm, to, to move out of the first round to the second round, you got to give me two twos at least. I mean, yeah. you, you've got to give me two twos. Um, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I don't think I could do this. I can't take this deal. I would take Christian Barmore and not look back. You and guys, I think Browns, <laughs> I think Browns fans listening to this should get used to that name. A lot before draft day. Sure, he is fun to watch. No, and I, and I and I'm telling you, man, I I know I'm not alone here. I I, I think uh, some other Browns fans realize the situation in, in at interior defensive line. You know, with with everyone coming off the books next year, and I, you know, I I think it's a no brainer that they're going to pick one with one of their first. I think it's a no brainer that they're going to pick with either one with 26, 59. 89 or 91 one of those picks will be an in, inside defensive tackle there's no doubt yeah. in my mind so you guys want to do that is that what we're doing let's yeah do i mean yeah let's do it christian but i like dude i'm a fan of this i'm not gonna lie okay He's, he can be a beast he could be a beast with our conditioning staff and this is a guy who there, there hasn't goes, played like oh man zavin collins to green bay jameen davis to kansas city at 31 Ooh. Elijah Moore to Jacksonville. Ooh, wow. I mean, Trevor Lawrence would be nasty. Wow. I mean, I'm kind of digging with how the board's falling right now. You know who we need. Come on, be there. I mean, he's falling. He's falling. Be there, baby. Oh, my God. All right. Don't you even dare. All Tell right. Run to, run to the podium. Asante well, Samuel no, we're. I mean, that's who I'm leaning towards. So, as far I think we're all in agreement here. We got to be looking corner. We're going corner. Yeah. Okay, you guys. It's Melifonwu or Samuel. It's Melifonwu or Samuel, though. I, I will agree. say, I I like Adebo now too. Yeah. So I, I'll live with one of the three. And I talked, I yeah. talked Adebo or Alex into Adebo on during our last episode. Oh, God, I'm in love with them. I'm Perfect. in love with them. Perfect. So here's where we're at, guys. I paused the draft. Uh, we're at pick fifty. The pick fifty-five. The Steelers took Kelvin Joseph. Seattle's on the clock at fifty-six. Do you guys want to? Do you think we should try to secure this pick here? Because I here's the thing: we're not. I would. To, we're not going. We're not going to have to give up much here. 
No, to move no up I, four, I would try. I would four try. spots. I mean, what are we going to walk away with Barmore and Asante Samuel? I, I mean, I'd be doing cartwheels. All right, let's let's try to make a trade here. Browns NFC. Let's see. Let me move this. Uh, see. I mean, in for what I was saying earlier was with Christian Barmore. The interesting thing on Barmore is. He's never been a regular, like every down guy. Sure. Uh, he, but he's so freaking explosive and he's so intriguing to watch that with our conditioning staff, he could turn it into an all pro easily. There you so, go, guys. There you go. So I just offered make pick, the deal. pick 59 and our sixth round pick at 200, uh, 211 for, num- for number 56. Now, Done. now that we know that they want to do it, let's hold up, hold the phone here. Hold the phone. Um, <laughs> why does draft network? I noticed this. The draft network doesn't have our seventh round pick. What happened to that? I know not hundred percent sure. Yeah. It's, it's not on draft network and this is like the bunch I've has, but that's okay. We won't have a seventh. Oh. Round pick. Yeah. It's strange. Right. So, okay. Maybe. Oh my goodness. Oh, so I'll do that instead. So we're going to offer, are you guys cool with this? Very offering a, so this is what we have right now. We have, we're giving up pick 59 in the second round to move up three spots to pick 56. And we're giving all we're giving is our 2022 seventh round pick to move up. Do it. You guys want to do this? This this do will lock it. in Asante Samuel Jr. That's who yes, we're sir. going, right? Let's, let's, let's do go. it. If you don't do it, I'm calling Jason to come get you. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. The Seahawks are accepted your offer. Run to the podium. Give me Asante Samuel Jr., please. Well, this is an easy one. Okay. Asante Samuel Jr., it is. Bam. And Ken Carmen and- jumps up on the stage in Cleveland and, and yells Super Bowl, Super Browns. And <laughs> they're the go- yes! I know. They're going through so Ken. on a sigh, 58 and 59. <laughs> okay, so this is getting interesting. Um, I like that we just did that. We traded up. Th- we All we gave up was a future seventh-round pick to move up to get Asante Samuel. All right, we got a trade offer coming in. Looks like it's from the Chargers. They want, they're offering us 77 for number 89 and number 211. Eh, I mean, it, it depends on who's on the board. Who's on the, yeah, let's see who's on the board. All right. Oh, oh uh, shit. No, I didn't pause it. Oh, God. I didn't pause it. My and well, took a Debo. <laughs> damn it. Well, we have a corner. I don't care anymore. Right. That's true. I love him, but. You All know. right. We're back at pick 89. Sorry, guys. I didn't pause it in time. I thought when I dropped that down that it would still stay. Positive. Oh, Amon Ross St. Brown is off the. Oh, that would have been my pick. Okay. So this is what we're looking at now. We have drafted Christian Barmore in interior defensive lineman from Alabama. By all accounts, the consensus best defensive tackle in this draft. Then we went and got at 56. We traded up for a future seventh round pick to snag Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. And here we are now. So let me get this filter off. There we go. Um, oh my God. I know. Who oh, Payne Turner. Payne oh, Turner. Oh, run, run, God. Run, this run, is shaped run, beautiful. Run, run. Okay. So let's, let's, let's go over this. We have Peyton Turner, edge rusher out of Houston, who. 
I know Stephen Thomas of Brown's Mock Draft and the OBR, who was on episode one with me, is a big fan of him. His another another prospect whose pro day was off the charts. A um, lot of buzz about edge rusher Peyton Turner. Yeah, um, th- there's the uh, de- we already have a defensive tackle though, so th- he's off that. Uh, I was going to say Marlon. T- I can't say his last name. The guy from USC, Marlon Tuiapalatu. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Good attempt. Um, um, let's see who else we got. Oh, there's a bunch else in terms of. <laughs> Oh yeah, we, we I just want to make out. sure Chubb Hunt and Trey Sermon. Who would what stop wideouts are oh. available right now? Can okay. you pull up wideouts for me? Absolutely. Yeah, I guess yeah. we're not addressing wideout, they, but you know they went flying off the board. I mean, I mean, we could go, and it all depends on what Minnesota would do. But if you could walk away somehow with. Uh, Tylen Wallace and Peyton Turner here. <sighs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it dep- it's like, which one do you pick first? Um, I would pick Turner first. I would pick I Turner first go, as well. I would go wide out after that. Yeah. I don't know which one's a bigger need, but to me, God, they're both such valuable players. You know, like what, what position's more valuable? It's, it's, God, I, what's the best value here? I don't know. I don't know. I go man. Turner, I, and I think I think Minnesota won't go wide out. That's why I would do it. Okay, guys. So looks like we're leading towards, so everyone, all the listeners, and I apologize, listeners. I know you can't see this. I'm trying to play-by-play it the best I can for you. We have Peyton Turner, who is a very highly touted uh, edge rusher out of Houston. Uh, a lot of draft experts are very high on him. Um I'm kind of with you, Alex, on Peyton Turner here. Jack, what are you thinking looking at the board? Oh, get get Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner. I mean, Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. All right. We're doing it. Wow. This is a, one of the best drafts I've done. And Tylen Wallace fell perfectly wow. placed. So Tylen Wallace, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. Um, I don't know a lot about him. I know he played in an air raid offense. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Um is he is because here's what the in my opinion the Browns need in at wide receiver they need a vertical deep threat. Am, am I wrong for True. thinking this? No, it, you're right. You're right. And if I remember, is he's not specifically that guy? He's not he? a burner. He's not a burner. I mean, it, it, with what was on the board from what you showed me, we're looking at Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn as a true burner. Sure. I know. And Tutu Altwell out of Louisville as the yep. other burner. And I know there are some concerns with them. He's undersized. Yeah. He has some problems. Yes. So, I mean, for me, it's like, I like Wallace. He's productive. I go by, have they been productive throughout their careers? And the, the answer is yes. So I like them. Yep. Would I go with them here with what I'm seeing on the board? And Probably, so we're clear, guys. But, we, we just picked Peyton Turner at 89, but the Browns have two third round picks. So we're up again at 91. It's kind of heartbreaking that we couldn't have made that trade with the Chargers because I would have sprinted the podium for Amon Ross St. Brown because I think he could be the true number two going forward. He sure. could take that uh, uh, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins like role that the Browns have uh, going into the future. Uh, I mean, I'm really high in him and him and Donovan Peoples Jones could be 
a great duo to build around. Yeah, I was about to say, what's available linebacker? I do like McGrone out of Michigan. Yeah, he's I, athletic, long. Yep. He checks all the boxes again for the Browns. Yep. Fits what they're looking for. I read some good things about that Derek Barnes linebacker out of Purdue as well. I was reading some pretty cool things. About what's him. what's available on the interior line, actually? Because I am still curious about the guard position. Oh, okay. You uh you mean off interior offensive line? Yeah, interior offensive. Okay. Trey Smith. Yeah, I kind of like him. Uh Ben Cleveland. Okay, so uh Wisconsin Whitewater. I know uh, that kid that that kid's not on the board anymore. So I know Stephen Thomas hasn't shut up about this David Moore guard out of Grambling State. Uh he's another one. Um wow, there's a yeah, I mean this I this has become I, the I'm challenge. A, I, I, th- th- we're getting to the point where I know like a little bit about these guys, but not a ton. I'm gonna let you guys kind of dive so- in. And- and I, it's between it's between McGrone and Wallace. And honestly, if you're asking me, I go McGrone here. I go linebacker, get the long athletic linebacker out of Michigan. I like Wallace. I might if we're looking for a true burner, I think we find a way to get uh Anthony Schwartz later. And because I think we have like what 120 something. Yeah. So according to this big board. He's in the 150s, so we might be able to get him in the next round. If not, I mean, hey, you know, maybe we won't address wide receiver. We have a good core as it is, and then we address it next year. Sure. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know too much about the mid to late round prospects, so um, I'll take Alex's word. If he wants to go McGrone, I'm all for it. I I like that McGrone plays the mic, um, which is a very important linebacking position in this defense, as we all know. I would say, though. He was talking about Anthony Schwartz. I do like him. So if we wait until 126 or whatever yeah. the next pick yeah. is, I think we can get him there. I think so too. I think so too. The burner out of the wide receiver, deep threat out of yep. Auburn. Um, okay. Um, you, we want to go linebacker here? Cameron I think McGrone. let's go McGrone here. Yeah, let's okay. go McGrone. Let's Cameron give the fans McGrone. what they want. Yes. We got your linebacker. Let's go. Let's oh, go. Oh, wait. He's from Michigan. Yeah. They all hate us. Oh, they'll hate that. Darn it. <laughs> Oh, look at Tylen Wallace! Still, there he goes. He went uh, to Tampa. Yeah. What a nice, oh, nice God. fit! That's nice fit beautiful. for him. Oh, that Derek Barnes, who I liked as well, went ninety-five to New England. Oh, we have one ten. Yeah, we, we have, have one ten. Yes. So I'm thinking this pick. This is to, for me, guys. This has to be safety or wide receiver for me. Are you thinking Ooh. what I'm thinking, Candy? Um. There's two safeties on the board that I very much have read up on, and I, and I actually very much like them. That being Andre Cisco out of Syracuse and Taloa Hufunga out of USC. Um, a lot of the other I like guys. Cisco. Yeah. I like Cisco. Yeah, I like Cisco too. He's a good player, the, the, and the, I like Cisco the artist too. <laughs> there's he's another one. He he does hit that age. He he's fine on the age. Um, he's a big, he's big six foot two, two Oh three. That's pretty big. Um, single high safety and split zone safety is a scheme fit ideal role starting free safety. that plays primarily in deep alignments. That's that's, this is according to the draft network. Um, well, if yeah. Greg Williams was here, he'd be perfect. Yeah. You line him up in, uh, <laughs> Sandusky and he'd be okay. There you go. There you go. Um, the Jabril Peppers role. Yeah. I, I, I think safety is, you know, because again, 
you know. Oh, he's one sixty three. We can get Delpit's him. coming off a torn Achilles, man. I mean, the, 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 to ask the dude to, to be ready. Ooh, Anthony Schwartz is still on the boards, but I think we'll be able to get him in a little bit. I'd say we go safety. But I think it, it's got to be safety here. Again, really, the Ronnie Harris, it's not even Delpit. It's the yeah, Ronnie you're Harrison right. contract you're right. is concerning me because you're right. I love Ronnie Harrison. If you can't come to an agreement with them, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, and honestly, if we go by Dame Brugler's, <laughs> If I, if I want to sell you a little bit more on uh, Andre Cisco, he is number 98 on Dame Brugler's big board yes. as well. Number he, five safety on his board. So, if so I couldn't he, sell you any more on him. He, 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 so Brugler has Cisco as a top 100 player, huh? Yep. Wow. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Andre yeah. Cisco, safety out of Syracuse. Uh, yep. Look, man, guys. Can't stress this enough. And Joe Woods 425, it's all about secondary, 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 corners and safeties, corners and safeties. You cannot have enough. And not only can you not have enough, he needs players that are versatile too, that he can move around the field and have some fucking fun with. So I am totally cool with throwing Andre Cisco into this mix at pick 110. The Browns are up. Is that look who I tell you, a corner that I like a lot went right before us, by the way. Syracuse had such a dominant yeah. secondary, dude. Like that's right. They did ridiculous. ridiculous. Every couple of years, they like have a really good position group. It's not like they have a good team. They have like either a solid quarterback or they have a couple of defensive ends or linebackers. This All year, right. it's like their whole secondary is good. All right, we're gonna go Andre Cisco safety out of Syracuse. Let's do it. Pick 110, it is in. Okay, let's, let's watch this board. Kellen Mond to the Whoa. Bengals. The Bengals Ooh. took Kellen Mond. Wow. <laughs> Quarterback. Kyle Trask to the Cowboys. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Man, I tell you, that Aline McNeil, he's 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 dove down on a lot if, of boards. If, we, if he hadn't – if we hadn't gone uh, with Barmore, I would have said go with him. Okay, Ooh, we're Walker back. Walker Literal, I would have liked him. We're back up at pick 132. All right, my boy of fungus. Let's look at wide receivers here. I agree. Yeah, I'm... there's your Anthony, boy. Seth Williams is intriguing, but he's not a burner. There's your boy, Anthony Schwartz. What about Daz Newsome? Because I've heard some of the Browns Twitter people talk about him. Is he a burner? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Well, I'm yeah, actually, actually, he is a little bit. I, now I'm starting to remember because he's the one that had a big year. With Sam Howell, yes. Brugler has him at four, five, seven on the forty time, so not that fast, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not that fast. But he's he has good games. Sounds like yeah. he's more of a possession West Coast kind of receiver, according to uh, the Draft Network. Ideal role: starting slot receiver and punt returner. Scheme fit: West Coast and eleven personnel heavy. The other one Let's I look. want us to take uh, the other one I'm looking at here, and I pulled up uh, Dean Brugler's is Seth Williams out of Auburn, four four nine forty, uh, six one three ten yard, and he's big. He's six big. two six two two hundred and twenty four pounds. Seth Williams. We don't have size either for definitely this not team. sub package so, wide receiver. This player has a skill set to fit in any offensive scheme. Uh, what was his 40 time? Oh, he's an X. He's an X in the NFL. Okay. Four, four, nine, four, okay. four, nine, 40. Okay. And let's, okay. Seth he's got Williams. big hands and a big wingspan too. So he does. Yep. 
All right, let's check out Anthony Schwartz, who is a player I'm actually somewhat familiar with. Six foot, 179 pounds. Uh, he is ideal role slot receiver, scheme fit, vertical passing offense. So he's more, four, two, five, 40. Yes, he is to me. And he isn't well, even 21 yet. Right. To me, the Browns. He fits what we want. While they do need a big bodied wide receiver, I don't deny that. Man, they need more speed too. They do. They do. In terms of what the Browns would do, this is exactly what the Browns (laughs) would do. Do you guys? Okay, I'm gonna leave it up to you two again, man. This is you guys are my guest, and you're 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 here. I'm gonna let you guys decide this pick. Um, I would probably lean Schwartz, Schwartz, Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn myself, who is the speed kind of the more vertical threat. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to, to, to Daz Newsom or Seth Williams out of Auburn as well. I wouldn't be I, any of these dudes. Personally, I think we should do what the Browns would do in this scenario, which okay. is Anthony Schwartz. Cool. Yeah. I asked Stephen Thomas back in January. I was like, who is a burner at wide receiver that could help this team? And he told me Anthony Schwartz. So that would be my pick as well. Now he is only 20 years old. I don't know how big of an impact we're going to get from him in 2021. Um, That's where DPJ's second year development comes in. Exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about adding speed and skill to that position. And this guy seems to possess both of those. So, Let's do it. Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver, Auburn at pick 132. The pick is in. The pick is in. All right. Here we go. Who announces yeah. that pick? Those day two picks. Is gonna I'm going to announce Wilson. that pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Mac no, it's going to be Mac his, Wilson on Twitter. Mac Wilson in his 44-inch vertical. Ambry Thomas, man, he went pretty late. He's a pretty solid corner. Out of yeah, Michigan. he's a solid corner. I do like him a lot out of Michigan. Again, Michigan – produces i'm not gonna say good corners but they produce solid corners okay for whatever reason the the draft network the last so many mock drafts i've done with them and i'm picking seventh rounds when i do this they're not the browns to my knowledge do have a seventh round pick i think it's pick 211 um for whatever reason the draft network is not giving it but this is going to be our last pick i believe at 169 um we could pretty much go anywhere here uh, I mean, dude, look at Rashad Weaver still on the board. Why is Rashad? We, I mean, like, he's he's an older one too. He's he would be one true. that doesn't that doesn't. That's why. I mean, he's twenty. He's, he'll be twenty four again in November. A player, I he don't is, get but that. he he will be twenty four years old in November. Hundred percent. Ninety four on. I know. I know. I know. To me, to me, I I could see I could see Barry making if he was here. I don't think Rashad Weaver will be here at one sixty nine. Oh no, there's no way. There's no way. Um, but if he was, I could see that. That's a spot where I could see Barry because it's you know it's pick one sixty nine. Why wouldn't you? Now you I'll can be never honest, have guys. Edge rushers. Exactly. Let's go over what we've drafted so far. At 26, we went Christian Barmore, in interior defense alignment out of Alabama. At 56, we snagged a Browns huge need outside corner, Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. At number 89 in the third round, we went Peyton Turner, edge rusher out of Houston. 91, we went Cameron McGrone, linebacker out of Michigan. Then we went 110, we went Andre Sisco, safety out of Syracuse. And at 132, we went Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver out of Auburn. Okay. Corner, 
interior offensive lineman, edge, uh, anything, pretty much anything for me is all doable with the, with this pick at one sixty nine. Oh am, yeah, I am okay uh, with all of it. What's it? What's available at corner again? Because I would okay. like to probably double up and see. Yes, yeah, it's been it's been rated. It's been rated. Yeah, I, I figured it would be the only kind of intriguing name is Shakur Brown, but I'm not really high on him. He had a bad. Uh, what was it? Someone I saw really some really bad anal. Is he the he's one? He's under. He's undersized, but yes. and that's his big problem. And that's why I said I'm kind of, but like even now, like uh, I don't know. I feel you. Um, Thomas Graham out of but he again undersized but he does kind of check some of the boxes for the Browns again interior line I'm not really seeing anyone that really jumps at this out. point it would be someone who's good at zone blocking <laughs> that's, pretty much I mean that's, find me a zone blocking guard yeah can, uh, this guy is definitely not uh, no he is not, not. Definitely My guy not. must be off the board because I'm not seeing his name, and I know he went up in their rankings. But Hargrove out of Pitt. Let me see. Because he went yeah, up on the Draft Network's it, rankings, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe he went higher. Or maybe he fell again. He, he would love that if he went up higher. Unless if he's a tackle on here. They might have sure him listed as a tackle, but he's a guard. Oh wow! Interior. He was, oh wow! He was up higher. Oh okay. The, okay, right, he's right. three seventy three though. Okay, yeah, he went to my high school, Coventry High School. Uh, oh, massive kid. I I was four three ten. I was in the gym with him a couple weeks ago, and I'm looking up at him. I'm like, you are a big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but the age thing plays into. They don't show his date of birth, but I think he's gonna be twenty three when the season starts. So that does play into the oh, analytics. Yeah. But absolutely. Yeah. He's a solid guard, all ACC guard. I mean, oh, he was all ACC, huh? It says, uh, yeah. let's see, scheme fit any. Yeah, get bring him in, and uh, Bill Callahan can mold him into. You know what, whatever. Jack? Fuck it. Let's 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 take. Let's let's do your boy a solid. Let's yeah. Do let's, it. Do, let's take your boy Bryce Hargrove Bryce guard Hargrove. out of Pitt. Let's do it. I'm here for it. I am actually here. There's no that. homer. The Cleveland boy team. has come home, ladies and gentlemen. Akron boy. Oh, Akron boy. Okay. Yeah, he's just Akron, a kid from Akron. Cleveland. Akron, Cleveland. I- I'm sorry. Let's stop preaching divide between cities. We're the same thing. <laughs> We're all Northeast Ohio. Damn it. There's a couple needs that we didn't hit. Um, running back, I think, is a, is a possibility in these late Leo rounds. Herbert oh, we do have one more pick. I'm sorry. Oh, we do? Oh. Pick 211. So, so I'm looking at. I went to the Browns website. We're supposed to have picked 257, which we That's, got in the Wyatt Teller trade. Yes. And for some reason, the draft network doesn't want us to have that pick. So, yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, that, that's oh, the wait, thing. the Wyatt Teller trade that keeps on giving. How nice. All right. So, we have one more pick here at 211. That's right. Yeah, 211's in the six, and 257 is the one the draft network does not want to give us. My bad. Um, what is available? Jeez. Let's see. Wyatt Hubert, edge rusher. Let me see what's going on at corner. Not a oh, lot. Oh no, no, not, no. Not a lot. Safety, not a lot. Um, let me just go to all. Um, I know 
I've heard things about this Wyatt Huber edge rusher out of Kansas State. I don't know much though. Um, he is a three four. Okay, so that's we're gonna we're gonna take that off. Yeah, three four guy. The uh, the one wide receiver I'm starting to hear a lot of buzz about is Cade Johnson out of South Dakota State. I know a lot of people like him as a developmental wide receiver. So that's another guy, and even uh, Jalen Darden he probably doesn't fit what the Browns are looking for, but these these are guys that are late round picks that the Browns sure. might be looking at sure. as developmental guys for sure. Looking down this list, though, I mean, if you really want a running back that you could develop, and he is older. Uh, Chris Evans, I feel, was completely underused at Michigan, and there is so much untapped potential there. Sure. He is one of my dark horse, like, late-round guys. You like a lot I of these think... Michigan guys, don't you? Oh, no, it's more so. <laughs> I. It's more so the fact that Jim Harbaugh had the talent and he didn't know how to develop, develop them. All right, let's not like, get sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> This is not me ranting about how terrible Jim Harbaugh is. I'm liking Elijah Elijah Mitchell out of Louisiana. His his numbers are pretty pretty good. And he's got the bloodlines. His cousin played in the league. Who is his cousin? Brandon Mitchell. He was a second-round pick in 97, played with the Patriots. Okay, yeah, I remember him. Inside and wide zone concepts. Okay. Okay, he fits what the Browns do. He does. And he's a burner, four three three speed. Oh, Alex. Yes. <laughs> I like him too. Yeah. His production, the one of the things. Elijah Mitchell with- out of Louisiana. Uh, let's see. Uh, ideal role, early down option and running back by committee stable. Uh, scheme fit inside and wide zone concepts. That yep. sounds like a Kevin Stefanski running back. If I've ever yes. heard one, him, yes. and, him and D, him and D Ernest Johnson would compete for running back three. And with his speed, he could be a kick returner. Okay. Yep, he could let's, let's do it. Elijah Mitchell running back. I, I mean, he ran a four, three, three forty. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I think that's going to be the last pick. Um, we can let it go. I don't think there's going to be anyone we'll want to trade up for. I'm sure this is no, there, there is. These are the silly rounds. These are the, uh, these are the silly, silly. You sure there isn't. A, oh, I would have, <laughs> I would have trained. I would have trade up for Sam Ellinger. No, I'm kidding. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> the only quarterback I ever wanted in the late rounds to put in a room with Baker Mayfield was Gardner Minshew just because the swag, man, this is, this is pretty good. This was dude. I, I'm I tell- like this. I like this haul. So I they stop at two pick pick two fifty six, but we have pick two fifty seven. Yeah, so strange, right? They're not giving us that pick. Um, all right, Trevor Sycamo, we're coming after you because we want all our picks, damn it. <laughs> I know. All right, user picks. All right, let's go over this, man. Um, you should screenshot this, Andy, for all our listeners, too. So yes, will. you should. I will. I will. Um, let me do it like this. People are going to be like, who's Bryce Hargrove? <laughs> I know. Who the fuck's that? Hey, when he gets drafted because of all of us, he can thank us later. Sports Illustrated had a mock to the Browns like the fifth round. He told me that, so I was like, really? So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'd be happy. I'd be doing victory laps. (laughs) So let's let's give a quick quick review on this. I I, I think some 
some people aren't going to like our first pick, but I think a lot of people are going to like our pick and understand our first pick. Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama. I'm not wild about using a first-round pick on interior defensive line because I don't think it's the biggest Browns need. However, I do believe he was one of the best players, if not the best player on the board. Um, I I will say I think that's the second biggest need on this team. Right yeah, now. See, I don't necessarily disagree. I, I don't. I, I, I Outside corners first, but interior defensive tackle after that. I know people will say linebacker. Linebackers don't matter. Some might say edge, too. Some might say wide receiver. Yeah. But no, I, 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 Alex, I agree with you. I do. I, I, I've, I've been saying this for weeks. That Fuck, I've been saying. Jack, I've been saying this since last year when I went on your podcast talking about sure. defensive tackles. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that pick. And then, guys, I think we were aggressive. We moved up three spots and only gave up a future seventh round pick to secure Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback out of Ohio or Ohio State, out of Florida State. Um, I I am excited about this pick. I am to get him at 56. I mean, I, yeah. ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, your first two picks are home runs. I mean, a plus picks. Yeah, uh, and honestly. As we move on to the third round and pick number 89, I think this is a home run pick too. Peyton Turner edge out of Houston at pick 89. Yes. Uh, with his athletic numbers, I mean, he fits what the Browns are looking for. And I would not be stunned in the slightest if they don't target edge early, but they circle a guy like Peyton Turner and do everything they can to get him in the building and move up to get him. All right. Later. And then at 91, we turned around and we pleased a lot of Browns nation and drafted a linebacker. Uh, Cameron McGrone out of Michigan at number 91. Then we went uh, safety at one pick 110 in the fourth round. We took Andre Cisco safety out of Syracuse. A lot of people are high on him. Uh, a lot of people are mixed on him. Um, but from everything I've heard, I mean, Dane Brugler's got him as a top 100 player. I, I trust Dane Brugler. Obviously, he's not going to be right on every every ranking and every player, but I do. the fact that Brugler has him as a top 100, that speaks volumes to me. Uh, then at 132, we got our speedster playmaker and Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver out of Auburn. Bryce Hargrove, interior offensive lineman, guard out of Pitt, who was Jack's boy. And then we went with Elijah Mitchell, the speedster running back, and who – According to draft network fits in zone scheme. So running back out of Louisiana, Elijah Mitchell to round off that draft. You know, I, I really, really like what we did here. I do. I love what we did. I really great like, job, everybody. I really enjoy what we did here. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that little mock draft uh, for the rest of the month. We're definitely going to be doing all drafts. So this was a lot of fun doing this. Um, any final thoughts on our draft, Jack? Alex, anyone? I loved it. I thought we we did a home run. I mean, Andrew Barry, if you're listening, I'll take a assistant <laughs> scouting role now. Um, I'm same, great with my same. drafts. Yeah, I can read. I, I can do. Num- I can crunch numbers. I mean, I can do anything. <laughs> I'm just but saying, yeah, we, Andrew Barry. Andrew Barry, if you need a wide receiver scout, just call your boy Alex up. I'm pretty good at it. Perfect. My rankings the past few years have been pretty lit. <laughs> I will say this. It's fun doing a mock draft and not going into it with like, we really need to get this position or we really need to yes. get this player. Like, and the fact that we're picking 26, which is the lowest the Browns yes. have picked with an actual, their actual pick in like 30 years. So yeah, this was fun. I mean, it's the draft's going to be fun because it's like, it's relaxed. Like 
I haven't studied up on a ton of prospects. Sure. Mainly because they're a pick 26. I trust our front office. I don't really care what they do. Yeah. Um, but it, it's fun because you just go into this like, hey, take the yeah. best player on the board. Absolutely. And, and, and I kind of liked how we let it fall to us. And, you know, I, I like the approach that we took that draft. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie, Very guys. Much. I do a couple of these a day. This is one of the Same. <laughs> this is one of my favorites that I've done in recent yeah. weeks. I'm not even bullshitting. It truly is. Uh, I, I love that we got Peyton Peyton Turner in the oh gosh <laughs> cartwheels at, 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 at 89. Man. That 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 cartwheels. that that more than made my penis move. Um, all right, but before <laughs> we get you guys out of here, uh, what we do at the end of every show, listeners, oh, no. you guys know, uh, it is time for five random ass questions. Oh boy. So the way I'm going to do this is since there's two of you here, I'm going to ask each of you the first four questions. Two of you will get, well, one of you will get two of them. The other will get the other two for the first four. And then with the fifth question, I'm going to ask both of you. Okay. So, all right, here we go. Five random ass questions. Number one, Jack rank these Cleveland sports owners, Dan Gilbert, Jimmy Haslam, and Paul Dolan. Oh no. I'm going to get hate for this. Oh, I know. That's why I asked it. Oh, Rank these Cleveland. Cause I already I think I know your answer. Rank you these Cleveland sports owners. Dan Gilbert, who won a title in 2016. First one in since 1964 for the city of Cleveland. God, God love you, Dan. Jimmy Haslam, who's turned around the Browns and, uh, eh, kind of had kind of a rough go of it to get there. There's no doubt about that. Then you got Mr. Poor Paul Dolan. Uh, the owner of the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland baseball club or the Cleveland tribe. I don't know what the fuck they are. Cause they keep changing their mind about changing the name and delaying it. But yes, that team. Mm. Yes. No, number one, because he's gotten it together. I yeah. will say Jimmy Haslam. Wow. He's the number one owner. Can you imagine answering that answer to this question? Like two years ago, I, I would, oh, he, never no. would dream that in a million years, but here we are. Good job. No, number two. Yes. And people people are going to throw me in the fire for this. No. Paul Dolan. Fine. In, in light of recent events going yes. on. Yes. I will say this. Yes. <laughs> sometimes he doesn't spend all the money. No. But sometimes. He, and, yeah. and in light of the investigation, I will say he has put together one of the best front offices in baseball, mm-hmm. despite the payroll issues, which yeah. people whine about yourself included, Andy. But no, I don't absolutely. I don't take it. I don't take I hope you don't take it to heart when I say that. Um they do, they do it. They do a great job putting a competent team. Is it not yeah. the best team? No, no, but they've developed the hell out of starting pitching. There yeah. is some bats there and in yeah. the farm system that are, that are going to make the future bright, I think. And he's, you know, he's got Terry Francona, who's one of the best managers in baseball. That's why I like Paul Dolan. And number sure. three, people are going to say that we were going to be like, why Jack it's Dan Gilbert, much to the same reasons why Jimmy Haslam was a bad owner. Dan Gilbert spent money. He won a title. That's great. LeBron held his feet to the fire. We all know that's the case. Dan Gilbert can't hire people and let them do their jobs to save his soul. You're not wrong. You look at it. I mean, Danny Ferry, Chris Grant, David Griffin, Kobe Altman. We probably should have kept David Griffin as GM. Then you look for all the coaches. I mean, Dan Gilbert's a great dude. I hope he's getting better after his stroke. But absolutely. I I just don't like him as an owner. Regardless of him spending money, sure. yeah, he's got a $128 million payroll. The Cavs are one of the 10 worst teams in the league. I just don't like him as an owner. I wish he would just let people do their jobs and hire competent people to do those jobs. So that's why he's the worst owner in town to me. 
that's that dude those were some good answers i like it well done all right number two of five random ass questions alex you're a big star wars fan like i am yes. uh rank these star wars films oh boy a, a new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi so essentially the original trilogy Fair i would enough. like you i would like you to rank those for me Number one is Empire Strikes Back, not even close to the others. Okay, all right. For me, I'm going to say Return of the Jedi number two because I used to say that was my favorite as a kid. I used to love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I have funny stories of Mm -hmm. that, watching that for the first time with Oh, don't feel bad. Return of the Jedi is my number one. So so the funny story is my mother took uh, myself and my half-brother who is uh, 15 years older than me. So he saw it originally like the original yeah. in theaters oh wow. my mother has fallen asleep both times during um, <laughs> uh, return of the jedi and she told me like i remember waking her up she's like i fell asleep again i was like what do you mean again and she's like i did this with, with your brother years ago i was like you're kidding so but a, a new hope is number three but yeah they're all they're because- all great they're all masterpieces. Yeah. It's the sequels that are by God trash. Oh, well, and the prequels well, hey, oh, oh, oh. And, and the prequels well, are okay. All right. Let's let's not get off track here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't want to get you fired. I wasn't gonna ask you the rank of recent trilogy. I know, please Darren, don't. I'm Darren, not going no. there. I went to the classic, so we're, we're good. Thank you. All right, number three in rent five random ass questions. Jack, give me a, any movie that you've watched at least 10 plus times in your lifetime. Twister. Twist is that your favorite movie of all time? It is definitely up there. I love every time it's on TV, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it. You'll see me when it's springtime and it's getting to be storm season. I will be sharing the gifts of uh uh Dusty who um Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's the wonder of nature, baby. Yes. I love me some Twister. And that that star is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, the late, great Bill Paxton. I love me some Bill Paxton. So Twister, I like it because you guys know I'm a, I got the horror movie podcast. So I love movies and I love film. And I always got to throw a movie question. In here, so. And I had a horror movie ready to go to. Well, favorite horror movie. Actually, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? What's what's get the bonus? Out. Get out. Get out. Ooh, you know, I would say. We did a rankings of the top top ten, or well, well, yeah, I think it was the top ten movies released since horror movies released since two thousand. Get Out was my number one. That's a great movie. Seeing oh. in theaters, bought oh, the God. DVD, won the Oscar for best original screenplay for Dude, God's sake. It, it was fantastic. Dude, so and I'm not a big movie, horror movie. Any guy. movie that yeah. has Bradley Whitford in it is you're damn amazing. right. You're damn right. <laughs> And we just talked about one with Bradley Whitford on the Dead in Santa Clara podcast. We talked uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters recently, which also has the great Bradley. Yeah, Get Out is, without a doubt, it is a brilliant, brilliant film. Jordan Peele is an absolute beast. If you enjoyed Get Out, I highly recommend checking out Us, which is also written, directed by Jordan Peele as well. All right. Number four of five random ass questions. Alex boneless or traditional wings and then ranch or blue cheese oh god uh I mean, answer truthfully traditional because boneless okay. are just chicken nuggets first thank and you foremost. yeah my boy hayden uh, grove who was on last week thank you again hayden for coming on hayden is always on twitter saying that boneless wings are just chicken nuggets and you yes. and hayden are correct Yes, yes, we are because we're smart. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and I would go with ranch over okay. blue cheese. So I eat my wings with the sauce, you know, that they come sure, with. So like, sure. if I go to BW three, I'll go get a you know garlic parmesan or 
you know, I like their new pizza one. So I'll get something like that. So, all right. I'm here for it, dude. I'm here for that. All right, dude. I, and I agree. And look, there's nothing wrong with, with boneless wings. Some, some people, there's nothing wrong with it. Some people prefer, um, they prefer white meat because they think it's healthier, but they don't realize that they're also eating something that's breaded and deep fried. Now, yeah. traditional wings, they're not usually breaded. They are deep fried, but they are not breaded for the most part. Some play like so you mm-hmm. go to Hooters, they offer the, the breaded type, but usually the naked wings are just, you know, they're not breaded. So actually in reality, I think traditional wings are healthier than boneless wings. They are. It's true. Okay. Number five of five random ass questions. I'm going to ask both of you this question. Rank these. <laughs> oh boy. Rank these prior Browns draft picks. Oh, God. Tommy Vardell, Courtney Brown, and Danny Shelton. I would like you guys to rank those three Browns draft picks. Tommy Vardell, touchdown! Put put some respect on his name. Touchdown, Tommy Vardell, who was taken by by the great Bill Belichick. Courtney Brown, who was our first pick overall in the 2000 draft. And then Danny Shelton, who was taken, I believe 13th overall by Ray Farmer. Was it 13? Am I remember that? Somewhere in there. You mean Mike Patton took him? Oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say oh, that. Was it Patton or was it Farmer? Oh, Patton took him. You know, Oh, oh you mean, four. oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know Patton took him. <laughs> yeah. I will speak the truth for Ray Farmer still. Would you guys say Barmore is a better player than Danny Shelton? Oh, without question. Danny <laughs> Shelton was a one-trick pony. Well, we just got him at 26. So, yeah, rank these three Browns. This is kind of a hard question to answer, but I I believe in the both of you. Well, I never watched Tommy Vardell play because I'm 28 years old, and I don't even remember sure. the early 90s <laughs> Browns. So I'm going to go ahead and just rank him three because I never saw him play, so it would be <laughs> – have you ever heard? Have you heard the? I've heard of touchdown. I've heard Tommy Vardell. Did he go to Nebraska? Bit. I want to say he went to Nebraska. Why am Stanford. I? He went to Stanford. Stanford, the other red and white team. That's what it was. Stanford. He scored a shit ton of touchdowns at Stanford. Did he play linebacker like uh, Browns legend Owen Marisic too? No, I don't think so. He could have. <laughs> he was a big motherfucker. I will say yeah. that. And, and Trent I, Richardson's not playing linebacker now. So that's there true. You go. All yeah. right, Jack. So you got uh, Tommy Vardell number three. We'll put him number three. We'll put Danny Shelton too. Danny Shelton's still in the league. He's a okay player. I mean, he yeah. wasn't the worth worth no, the team pick in the. Yeah, yeah, he's a he, solid player for what he does. He does a he great jumped. job taking up. Other fat guys in the middle yeah. of the field, you know, taking and, up and, space. And he jumps on a pile like no other. <laughs> yeah, he bull does. And Fox, that was a bull and fox segment. Shout out to those guys in Lima because that was hilarious. Uh, but Courtney Brown, Courtney Brown's got to be number one. Like I didn't, I don't remember much of him because I didn't become like a diehard fan. Sure. Like the 07 year, but going back and watching and I play NFL 2K5 all the time. Courtney Brown is what Miles Garrett is now. Was that his, was what Courtney Brown was supposed, was supposed to, be. to be. He was like the I've quiet the hi- storm was his yeah. nickname. <laughs> like the highlight. I think it was the bears game in Oh one. He had like three or four sacks. Like that game. Some- I, yeah, I remember watching that game. I was at my cousin's house, watching that with my uncle. And we were freaking flipping out because Courtney Brown was healthy and he was just 
a wrecking ball. And we're like, oh my God, we got a real pass rusher. Let's go. And then that Hail Mary, and then we just died. Yes. Yeah. But like Courtney Brown, if he would have stayed healthy, he would have been what Miles Garrett yes. is now. So I'm oh, putting yeah. him number one just because yeah. it's the one of the big what ifs in Brown's history. What if Courtney Brown would have stayed healthy? Him and Gerard Warren had drawn. I mean, those guys, if they would have been <laughs> big completely dad. on. Was it Big Dad? What was his nickname? Big, big Money. Big Money. Big Money. Yeah. Dre, yeah. Big, Andre, Daddy was, a guy big Daddy was Carl money. Harrison from the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Andre, oh Andre Knott and Zach Jackson, anytime they do a glory days, I mean, Big Money seems to come up in a lot of them. So big I would do, money. I would definitely go Courtney Brown number one, though. Right on. All right, Alex, rank them. Uh, Touchdown, uh, Tommy Bardell, Courtney Brown, and Danny Shelton. I'm going to go Danny Shelton three. Oh, uh, wow. One that uh, I will say wow. this he never fit what the Browns were doing outside of one freaking year. One year. And number two <laughs> with him, that wasn't even what Ray Farmer wanted. I can tell you guys that from Ray Farmer himself, because I met him and asked him. It's a funny story. I met him randomly at a Best Buy right before that draft. And I just said, it's too bad you can't get the quarterback you really want. And he's like, what sure. are you talking about? And I'm like, I know. I, I do enough research. You want Marcus Mariota? He's like, oh, are you a Mariota fan too? I was like, very quietly, I just said, yes, I love him. And I wish you had the power to go get him. He's like, he just looked at me. He's like, you understand my pain? Like the look in his eyes is like, you understand I'm trapped. I yeah. need to get out. Uh, so yeah, uh, so Sheldon three. three. Yep. Uh, Tommy Vardell two. I mean, we couldn't make the argument that he's three because he was the number nine pick, but he had some solid years for the Browns. His ninety three seasons not too bad. Looking at the stats, I mean, I, I got it right here because he was. Leave it up to Bill Belichick to draft a white running back, but he was he, he was he was fucking. He was like a f- that old school halfback fullback hybrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep, he was like he in reality, truly, he probably should have been a fullback. But the way Stanford used him really shot him up fucking draft boards, man. Yep. His best year for the Browns was in 1993. He had 171 carries for 644 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he had wasn't didn't didn't offer much uh from the receiving game i mean it was you know 19 catches for 151 yards or 151 yards and a touchdown yeah he was a he was a i was he was a bust revisionist (laughs) history they're all busts in in revisionist history you line him up at fullback and let him be the lead blocker for Metcalf and Leroy Horde. And right. Think about the possibilities there. Yeah, you could have done some type of funky. I mean, you could have. Yeah, you could have gotten weird with it. He was really only with the Browns. His last his last season was in 95. And then we the team moved. Uh, then he signed with the San Francisco was only there for a year. Then in 97 signed with Detroit was there for two years. Went back to San Francisco in 99 for one year, and then he was out of football. So we're talking a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He actually played eight seasons. I can't believe that. Not bad. Not so bad. He was I mean, the, yeah. he if was you would have asked starting... me how many seasons over under for Tommy Wardell, eight, I would have said under. I would have thought it was like only six or six. 
I probably would have said six. So that yeah. 97 year with Detroit, he was the fullback and essentially the, the lead blocker. Well, the blocker yeah. for Barry Sanders, who went on to rush for 2,053 yards that year. So what you needed, what, what, while Alex is actually finishing answering the question, look up Tommy Vardell's college stats at Stanford, dude. Oh, you know, I'm looking <laughs> at right now. <laughs> Ridiculous. And I'm looking at like who is there in the record books with him. What is it with Stanford and white running backs? Toby Gerhardt and Christian McCaffrey? What I is don't it know. with them and awesome white running know. backs? Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, number one, Courtney Brown. Uh, that was around the time I really started getting into the Browns because sure. I was 10 at the time. Uh, and Courtney Brown just was a beast when healthy. He was. It is It is one of the greatest what-ifs, I think, in NFL history with the flashes we see him healthy. What could have Courtney Brown been if he was healthy? And more importantly, what could have the Browns been yeah. if he was healthy? I know, like, one scenario Jack and I are talking about, we're going to tease this a little bit. Yeah, a future episode, uh, we're going to be doing a uh, – revisionist history our episode two we did what if the browns ever moved and bill and ozzy worked together i highly recommend browns fans listen to that because that's so uh, such a great idea too guys that's some awesome content man and i spent i've been sitting on that for five years and i just redid it and i painted a story that is heartbreaking but yet totally awesome to listen to (laughs) one of the next ones depending on how people vote yes we want to leave it to the people uh, what if the Browns had traded down from number one, 1999 with the saints and gotten a, it would have been a bigger deal from the saints so they could go get Ricky Williams. At Interesting. Number one. Interesting. And, and one of them would have been, we would have gotten Courtney Brown, obviously, but it, it's a big, what if in Brown's history of yeah, the, the what Courtney, if he was healthy, that 2000 draft. I remember that draft vividly because, it was really between two defensive Penn State players. Uh, LeVar Arrington, LeVar Arrington and Courtney Brown. LeVar Arrington actually had a pretty damn good career. And we don't even talk about Chris Samuels, too, in that draft. No, we don't. But I remember that was it. Like, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Browns were going to draft one of those two players out of Penn State. Yeah. Crazy. Dudes, did you answer? Yeah, you you, you ranked your all three, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had had Courtney Brown number one, right? Yeah, okay, number one. Perfect. Uh, before I, well, we're probably going to end it on that, guys. Guys, that was a shit ton of fun doing that mock draft. Let me oh, know boys. on Twitter at Not Same Browns or at Andy Cleves underscore. Hit me up on either or. If you haven't followed the Not Same Browns, definitely do so. It helps out. I'd like to build up that Twitter a little bit. Um, let me know what you thought about this live mock draft because I think it's going to play off well. I thought that was a shit ton of fun. Give you a little oh, insight into the players, a little discussion on all the players, maybe some draft strategy the Browns might have. That was a shit ton of fun. But, guys, definitely check out the Top Dogs podcast as well. Jack and Alex here. Um, Alex, Jack, where can the fine folks find your podcast, find your Twitters, all that stuff? Plug everything that you need to do. So for the top dogs, you can follow us on Twitter at the top dogs. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. Just search the top dogs podcast on yep. there. Uh, Spotify, same thing everywhere. Sure. Uh, you can follow me at the CLE sports guy. And you can follow me at Jack McCurry 08 and also check out the dogland.com as well as the dogland podcast. Yeah. And I will put links guys uh, for one, the uh, top dogs, Twitter, 
um, the Top Dog's Twitter feed, and also uh, the website for the Dogland that Jack uh, is a big part of. So, and Alex as well, because Alex writes is doing mock drafts. Is are those weekly, Alex? Until the draft? No. So we so with how much time I put into those and how yeah. many changes I do them like every three weeks. Got it. If okay, I did my bad. one a week, I drive myself insane. Yeah, I feel you, but definitely <laughs> you'd be able to read uh, some of Alex's stuff there, uh, his mock drafts. Um, you know, so um, definitely check out the Dogland. Check out the Top Dogs podcast, and again. If you have any feedback for me, hit me up at not same Browns on Twitter or Andy Cleves underscore on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter. Hit me up on either one. Also, um, pretty much for the rest of the month, guys, we're just going to be obviously heavy on the draft here. So um, I'm trying to book. It's not for sure yet, but next week I might have a nice little surprise guest that doesn't make too many uh, appearances on, on Brown's podcast. And he is a one plugged in individual into the uh, Browns world. So um, it's not for sure yet. So I don't want to say who, but uh, hopefully we can get uh, that person on for next week. And uh, we're going to keep rolling into the draft. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you guys rock. This is not the same old Browns podcast. This is different. I am Andy Lytle. Thanks for listening and go Browns, baby. Hoo, 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 hoo.